It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name's Josh Ward. Thanks for being here this evening as there is a lot to cover in the next half hour. Football Futures is with you until 7.30, and then Eric Kane will take over with producing the facts from 7.30 until 8 when Vol Calls will begin right here on the Sports Animal as we are nine days away from the early signing period beginning. It'll be next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so the 18th through the 20th. And on today's show, we're going to get to the big news that Tennessee received earlier today. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest.com is going to stop by to discuss in a moment. And I'll look at some of the players to pay attention to over the next week and a half as Tennessee looks to wrap up the early portion of this signing period you'll also have signing day in february the first wednesday in february but a lot of what tennessee is going to try to get done with the 2020 class will happen next week we'll get to that right here on football futures with you until 7 30 covering what's going on with tennessee football recruiting and as i mentioned tennessee received big news today as amari thomas the defensive lineman from Briarcrest christian in memphis announced his commitment here's how it went after a lot of prayer, I have decided to announce my commitment to further my academic and athletic career at the University of... You can hear an excited crowd there at Briarcrest as Tennessee lands a commitment from four-star defensive lineman Amari Thomas, a guy who could play on either side of the ball, in fact. He could play on the defensive or offensive line. Tennessee's recruiting him for defense and it's a position of need Tennessee really needed to go get a big guy up front and landing an in-state player landing another player from Memphis I'm going to get to recruiting in Memphis as well was something Tennessee had to do really and Amari was a guy that was very high on Tennessee's board so to get his commitment earlier today was big for the Vols and joining me to talk about it is Jesse Simonton of AllQuest.com covering Tennessee on the football field on the recruiting trail Jesse I appreciate the time as always what did you think of that news with Big O, Amari Thomas, committing to Tennessee, a guy that we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks? Yeah, I think Tennessee really did kind of the legwork here, uh, both over the summer and then kind of in the early fall. You know, they got Big O on campus twice in October. Um, he came for that Georgia game, then came back, took an official visit for the South Carolina game. Uh, I think they kind of took, you know, the, 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 the lead. Uh, exiting that visit, they, they kind of assuaged some concerns from his family just in terms of distance. You know, his parents, both working parents, they want to be able to go uh, to his games. They want to be able to have his grandmother, who's, you know, uh, north of uh, 85, I believe, to be able to come to some of these games as well. So once they kind of got some of those distance concerns, you know, they were able to feel more comfortable and not feel. I think that helped. Obviously, Auburn and Florida kind of made a, a late push there, but Tennessee with Jeremy Pruitt kind of spearheading the recruitment. David Johnson, Derek Ansley, both guys heavily involved there as well. You know, it was kind of a collective effort. And, you know, Big O is the second biggest, uh, second highest ranked commit right now for Tennessee. That's a big deal. It's a big deal after missing out on Jay Hardy and some other guys, you know, for them to land a quality impact defensive lineman. Big O's a guy that just kind of has limitless potential, Josh. I mean, he plays both ways for Briar Crest. Um, his parents will tell you, even his coach will tell you that, you know, he hasn't really tapped into that potential because he never really leaves the field. And so I think the fact that when he comes to Tennessee, he'll be in a weight program, he'll get to concentrate just on playing defensive lines. He's got good feet, you know, former AAU basketball player. So Tennessee got a good one here. 
We'll see how much Big O plays next season. I think that's going to be kind of twofold. How quick is his transition? He's not going to enroll early. Plus, the fact that Tennessee has played to return every single defensive lineman currently on the roster. Uh, I'll be curious to see what his impact is in 2020. But I think much like a Greg Emerson this year or a Karat Garland, you know, both who waited their turn as a freshman, but then were, you know, major contributors part of that rotation uh, in their redshirt freshman season, I think you could see a similar path for Big Amari Thomas. Yeah, talking to Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. This is uh, about the long-term build. Jeremy Pruitt and his defensive coaches, they have, they've clearly looked at what the depth chart is down the line and realized we need defensive line help. So Tyler Barron's a, a big focus. Um, got, getting guys up front, that's been a major priority for Tennessee's coaching staff. Absolutely. And, again, I mean, missing out on Jay Hardy was, was legitimately a thing to this class. You can't trigger coach that um, because he's an in-state guy. You know, Tennessee had already kind of looked past another in-state guy who Auburn and A&M are fighting over hard for in Dallas Walker. Uh, so for them to land big Amari Thomas, it, it was this was a win the Vols needed to have, and they got it. And I, you know, kudos again to the staff, kudos to, for Pruitt for kind of making sure this one was personal to him. Uh, and we'll see kind of the dominoes. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow Amari's best friend, uh, tailback and teammate at um, Briarcrest, Bagari Small, who's formerly an Ole Miss commit. He picked Ole Miss over Tennessee, Vandy. Michigan, some others this summer, when those teams weren't really going after Javari quite as hard, um, but he's ran a better time this fall. Uh, he's, he's added a little technology to his speed, but I think some of his elusiveness. Um, so Tennessee's right there for his decision tomorrow, and again, that's kind of continuing that the in-state West Tennessee dominoes that we've seen under Jeremy Pruitt with the, the Whitehaven trio, Jerome Carvin in recent years, Eric Gray last season. Um, so they're trying to really plant that flag in Memphis, especially ahead of you know, guys are like Wayne Kiffin and, and uh, Sam Pittman and some others that I'm sure at Arkansas and Ole Miss that are going to try to recruit that area. Yeah, that that's going to be a storyline as well to pay attention to here very soon. Um, and keeping on the defensive side, what about a guy like Morvin Joseph, a former Florida State commit, uh, Tennessee, Florida? What do you see there with him as he gets ready to make his announcement a little more than a week? Yeah, Tennessee would take Morvin Joseph right now, Josh. I think it's just a question of where does Morvin Joseph feel most comfortable. You know, he came up here there in the summer. Um, like Chris Rumpel really didn't know him. You know, they've kind of uh, developed a relationship a little bit. Tennessee likes his upside as a pass rusher. Obviously, again, they're trying to flip DJ Zolari's back from LSU. That seems like an uphill battle. I think Kari Coleman, the Kansas commit, is a very likely flip to Tennessee right now. He's a New Orleans guy that David Johnson's been on. Um, so Joseph, he committed from FSU. We'll see if he visits there now that Norvell's been hired. Florida, where he was originally committed, has always wanted Joseph back in the fold. So that's, that one's going to be a battle. That one's one of many, I think, Tennessee fans can kind of keep an eye on if maybe some other dominoes fall or, or what happens maybe on signing day because there's going to be a lot of different decisions that are going to have to be made on that December 18th date, whether it's a Morvin Joseph or it's a guy, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, Octavius Oxen and I, where that's a Tennessee-Kentucky battle. That's going to go until the 11th hour, I think. you got, obviously, Tyler Barron. Um, and, and, you know, what happens with a guy like Reginald Perry, another defensive lineman. Uh, so there's a lot to, lot to play out over the next, you know, 10 days or so before we get to that December 18th. Jesse, Art Green, a longtime commitment uh, for Tennessee in the junior college ranks at, at corner, he announced uh, that he was opening his recruitment back up. Th- this could come into the how numbers work out uh, part of the conversation, but uh, what did you think hearing that news, Art Green opening up his uh, commitment? Butler as well, a guy who had been committed for a few weeks to Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, you know, the, the Green one's not a huge surprise. Uh, the Butler one, the timing, I mean, it's just kind of strange that Tennessee took that commitment and then for that one to kind of go by the wayside. The green one's going to be interesting because 
Josh, I do think they would like to have another cornerback or safety in this class, and that's why, you know, Tennessee's in kind of a Tennessee-Mississippi State battle with a guy like uh, the Camarian Rich, uh, Richardson. Don't want to butcher that name, but he's a uh, Louisiana kid. Um, again, David Johnson kind of spearheading that one, but uh, Tennessee staff is involved there. He will be on an official visit to Tennessee this weekend. The Vols are also trying to get um, junior college safety nickelback um, Daquan Walker, who just got an offer from Tennessee just last week on campus this weekend before the early signing period. So those are two names that kind of keep on uh, you know, coming to town. There's another guy, I think Bandy Commit, that, that uh, will be in town. Another Louisiana kid plays at Rummel um, that, that'll set up that Tennessee's trying to get to campus this weekend. This stuff is fluid, as you know, Josh, especially as, as the early signing period approaches so quickly with all the coaching changes, uh, with guys trying to grab those spots. The big names this week are going to be Darnell Washington, the Vikejos, those guys. But kind of how Tennessee kind of fills the periphery of this class, uh, particularly with guys opening the back up, you know, some spots maybe being available. Uh, that, that'll be curious to watch, again, if we're about 10 days from the early signing period. Yeah, a fairly big number of, of visitors. And you mentioned Washington, biggest name probably, Kai Vejo, position of need at linebacker coming in this weekend. Yep, yep. And, and you know, they, they need to shore up uh, Jimmy Callaway. You know, he was at Kentucky this past weekend, so can they, can they lock him down? Does a guy like Desmond Tisdall visit? Where does he kind of stand? Or Tennessee, Auburn, South Carolina, does he really have a spot? Uh, does Tennessee continue to recruit running backs, Josh? You know, if, if Javari Small lands with the Vols tomorrow, and we'll see what happens there. Do they kind of continue to go after as a Condre White? Lennox Whitehead, maybe, maybe you know, is, is, is suddenly his spot taken? So lots of variables in play right now. Keep up at VolQuest.com. Uh, Jesse's teammate there, Austin Price, was in Memphis talking to Amari Thomas about his commitment to Tennessee, so you can see the video interview there. Follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. Hey, Jesse, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Josh. Appreciate Jesse taking a few minutes here on Football Futures. And coming up next, I'll look at some names to know, a few that we just mentioned there, but I'll make sure you know I'm heading into the final week, nine days to go until signing day next week. And it is a three-day signing period, next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But a lot is going on. A lot will happen. Also, there is a big-time recruit that Tennessee went after in this 2020 class, lost him to Georgia, but Tennessee could still be in play there. An update on that player coming up in the next segment of Football Futures as I'm with you until 7.30, then Eric Kane will take over, and then Vol Calls will begin at 8 o'clock. Talking Tennessee football recruiting on Football Futures right here on FM 99.1, the sports animal. We're what Willis was talking about. 99.1, the sports animal. The future of college football. Now back to your host, Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures. My name's Josh Ward. I appreciate you hanging out tonight. Eric Kane's going to take over talking some Tennessee football at 7.30, and Vol Calls will begin at 8 o'clock tonight here on 99.1, The Sports Animal. If you ever want to go back and listen to a show, really any show, you can find it in the podcast section of the WNML app. Sam Foreman does a great job producing the show here each Monday, and we'll get the show up for you as soon as it finishes. So check out the podcast section of the WNML app, as well as the website, 991thesportsanimal.com. Next Wednesday will be the Signing day for the early signing period. Players will be able to sign next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Almost all of it will happen on Wednesday. And we will be live at Twin Peaks all day long 
on the Sports Animal next week. So make your signing day plans. Come by and join us next Wednesday for signing day coverage at Twin Peaks. And one player whose name has popped back up over the last 24 to 48 hours would be Tate Ratledge, one of the top-rated offensive linemen in the 2020 class. He grew up a Tennessee fan. Earlier in the process, he committed to Georgia over Tennessee. The reason that his name has come back up in conversation is Sam Pittman, the former Georgia offensive line coach, is now at Arkansas. So Pittman, who was very influential in Ratledge choosing the Bulldogs, is no longer there. Now there's a strong relationship with Kirby Smart, and Kirby is going to emphasize the importance of those linemen in the class. But somebody who covers what's going on with Georgia and knows about the Bulldogs side of things, as you can go online and see Tennessee fans, some Tennessee recruits, sending their messages to Tate Ratledge. Listen to what Rusty Manziel of 247 Sports said, talking to Fox 5 Atlanta about Georgia's recruitment on the offensive line and its recruitment of Tate Ratledge, who is a commitment planning to visit Georgia this upcoming weekend. Obviously, Tate Ratledge, a big Tennessee fan, family. You know Jeremy Pruitt and that staff is going to try to make a run to him. I gave him some time. We'll give him a couple of days to process everything and see where he is. Right now, everything still stands at Georgia, but people are going to take shots at every one of those kids. And I already saw when you were giving him time, Harrison Bailey, the quarterback at, at Marietta, just tweeted at him, I sure, saw. So sure. there's a lot of people coming at not him. Only, yeah, not only staff. So somebody as elite as Tate, coaches are coming at him, players are coming at him, fans are coming at him on Twitter. You saw his, his tweet last night. Listen, I'm not doing any interviews. Me and my family will keep this. He's tightened his circle down. So there'll be a lot of eyes again on Tate Ratledge at Darlington. Rusty Manziel talking about Tate Ratledge. And uh, that's somebody I talked to Jesse Simonton about a little bit earlier. And uh, we were having some phone issues. But... He was mentioning that Tate's a guy that you know, he, he does know the importance that he has in George's class. He's going to hear from Tennessee. He does have a history with the program, having been a fan of the Vols. And Tennessee is no doubt going to take a shot there to try to get Tate to reconsider Tennessee's program, uh, especially with how things have gone more recently with Tennessee's success up front. Trey Smith is leaving the program as expected to go to the NFL Tennessee can say, hey, look, we have an opportunity for you to come in and help us immediately. So it's something to pay attention to. It's not going to be easy for Tennessee, but it's more realistic for Tennessee to try to still take Ratledge away with Sam Pittman leaving than with Sam Pittman there at Georgia as the offensive line coach. And overall, Georgia is going to be fine in recruiting, but here's something to at least pay attention to with that news. And that, that's going to be part of the storyline, not only in the next nine days, but over the next several weeks. With coaching staffs being put together, let's see what Lane Kiffin does at Ole Miss. I don't know how it affects things between now and next Wednesday, but Lane is going to try to go recruit Memphis. And with Ole Miss having been able to recruit there in the past, and now Lane and a staff that he's putting together that will probably be very focused on recruiting. Lane knows how important it is to go get players. That'll be something to monitor in the future as well. Sam Pittman's a good recruiter. Arkansas is probably not the easiest place to recruit to right now. But Sam is very well respected with his recruiting ability. And I think that this just adds to the level of competition in recruiting in the SEC, which is already probably at an all-time high. If you look at the composite rankings right now, the team rankings, Clemson has the top class in the country. Then you have Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Georgia. Four of the top six and six of the top nine spots in the 2020 recruiting rankings are from the SEC. Georgia's sixth, Auburn is eighth, Florida is ninth. 
So six of the top nine schools in the country are from the SEC. You have Tennessee at number 18, and the numbers are fluid right now as guys are being added to lists, removed from lists. Tennessee adding a player in Amari Thomas, who is very highly rated, and then losing somebody like Art Green from the class. That's going to move the rankings up and down, and that's going to happen with all the decisions being made in the next week and a half or so. But Tennessee right now is kind of in the middle of the pack of the SEC, and the Vols have to feel really good about guys like Keyshawn Lawrence, Harrison Bailey, Jimmy Calloway is somebody that Jesse mentioned a few minutes ago. He recently picked up a fourth star with his recruiting ranking. Tennessee wants to hold on to him. Tennessee needs more playmakers. Jalen Hyatt is a guy that Tennessee, I think, is really excited about out of South Carolina, guy who helped his team win a state title. Really good athlete. He's going to have a chance to come in and help Tennessee right away at wide receiver next year. Mordecai McDaniel is a talented player from Washington, D.C. And then the trio from Memphis at Whitehaven High School. Bryson Eason, Tamarian McDonald, Martavius French. Tennessee really likes its class, and if you can land somebody like Tyler Barron, he will be making his announcement next Wednesday from Knoxville Catholic High School. You move up in the recruiting rankings. Adding somebody like Morvin Joseph would help Tennessee for sure as well. And then the big name to pay attention to this weekend is Darnell Washington. Darnell is one of the top players in the country no matter what position you look at. He is uh, a tight end prospect, but he's also a guy that could play a number of different positions depending on how he develops physically. He's listed at 6'7", 261, and Georgia's considered the favorite to land him, but Tennessee has had a strong relationship with Darnell. I think he's a guy that back in August and September looked at Tennessee and said, okay, can you go win some games? And early in the season, Tennessee was not winning games, and Darnell probably looked at other schools and said, okay, Georgia's winning at a high level. Alabama's winning at a high level. I should probably think more about those schools. But as Tennessee won more games, the Vols may have given Darnell more to think about. So Tennessee is going to make it clear to him that he would have a chance to come in and help right away. Tennessee is going to try to show Darnell how the program is moving in the right direction and then hope you can land him. And if Tennessee can land Darnell Washington, that does a couple of things for Tennessee. One, you get a big-time talent. He's a five-star prospect. He's the number 10 overall player in the 2020 class, according to the composite ranking. But not only would you add him, you would keep him from going to Georgia, which Tennessee would love. At the beginning of the 2019 season, so three months ago, three and a half months ago or so, Tennessee was in on a number of big-time players, and Tennessee said, okay, if we can go win some games, we've got a shot at Eric Gilbert. Well, Tennessee didn't win enough, so he ended up going with LSU, which was a bit of a surprise at the time. Savelle Smalls decided to stay out on the West Coast. The outside linebacker committed to Washington. Rakeem Jarrett's a guy who has been committed to LSU. Tennessee felt really good about its chance of pulling him away, but he stuck with his commitment to LSU. It's really turned into more of an LSU-Alabama conversation in recent weeks. So Noah Sewell was a player who decided to stay out West as well, committing to Oregon. But Tennessee has remained in the picture with Darnell Washington, and Tennessee has done a good job of kind of moving its focus to other well-thought-of prospects. The Vols were able to land Amari Thomas earlier today. You have a guy like Morvin Joseph, who decommitted from Florida State because of the coaching change there. So now you have what looks like a Tennessee versus Florida battle, for Joseph. So that's an example of Tennessee trying to take advantage of another school having coaching issues. The change there at Florida State could benefit Tennessee as it looks for more defenders. So Tennessee has put itself in a position to still land some highly touted players to close things out. 
to go with guys like Harrison Bailey, Dominic Bailey, Jalen Hyatt in the 2020 class. And we'll see what happens in the next week and a half. If Tennessee lands Darnell Washington, Tennessee gets a really good player. Tennessee moves up in the recruiting rankings. That also would help validate Tennessee on the recruiting trail when it tries to go out and sell itself to other big-time prospects, especially in the 2021 class. The 2020 class, you're largely in the position with the prospects you know of to close things out. It's just a matter of do you land them or not. But with the 2021 class, still very early, obviously, more than a year away from that being signed. So Tennessee could use some recruiting success to then go sell those players. But right now, of course, the focus is on closing out this 2020 class. Some names to know. I'll repeat a few here, but all-purpose back Jabari Small from Briarcrest Christian, the same school as Amari Thomas, will be making his announcement coming up tomorrow. That's Tuesday. So pay attention there as Tennessee looks for a little more skill position help. Kai Vejo is a linebacker from Nevada who is visiting Tennessee this upcoming weekend. A couple of Nevada prospects, Vejo as well as Darnell Washington. So let's see what happens with those guys. And then next Wednesday, Tyler Barron, Octavius Oxendine, both will be announcing their decisions, Tennessee versus Kentucky, for those players as Tennessee continues to look for more help up front. And one other thing to remember, recruiting can always bring surprises. So another name could pop up, something else could change in the next nine days or certainly in the next couple of months before the entire class is wrapped up in early February. It makes this time of year hectic. It's very busy for Tennessee's coaches but a lot of fun to keep up with if you're interested in what's going on on the recruiting trail. So I'll be back next Monday on Football Futures from 7 until 7.30 to give you a full early signing day preview. I appreciate you hanging out here this evening. Eric Kane with Producing the Facts is coming up next on 99.1 The Sports